want to pause for a minute and dig into this a little yeah, bit yeah. more, just because, you know, uh, what may not be clear through this is that this data that you're describing is uh, very uh, expensive to obtain. It's also very expensive to train. And yeah. the easiest yeah. way for me to think about it has always been like, what's a stop sign? You know, stop signs have trees in front of them or they have different light conditions or you look at them from the side or the back or whatever. And if you started taking selected pieces out of it, it'll affect it really, uh, really crazy. You know, the other thing that reminds me of, Mark, is the um, this idea of, uh, hey, what happens after you go through and do this work and you've trained up a model and you've taught it what a stop sign looks like? But uh, it's really fascinating to me that we're now producing things through all of these efforts through, uh, you know, computer cycles and people cycles that are so valuable, once again, that you want to steal it. It's just like your financial records. Well, well no, you hit the nail on the head because, I mean, think about it. A lot of times we spend a, a ton of effort protecting our production environments, protecting our users, protecting their data, their privacy. Um, however, the development uh, and, and for AI, the training environments, uh, those are... I don't want to say they're neglected necessarily, but that's not the primary focus of a security organization to protect a development environment. However, you can see that a nefarious person, um, if they were able to gain access into an AI development environment, they could snag that data. Now that data that, that you've taken from a big corpus, got to a sample set and used to train a model, that data actually has intrinsic value in and of itself. Yep. The model that's trained that comes out of it also has value. Now, if I've got access to your training environment and I just steal the trained model, I can take it back into my into my uh, layer. I guess I guess bad guys all use layers, don't they? If I could take it back into my layer and I could kind of open it up, uh, so to speak, see what makes it tick. Um, start running my own data into the model to see how it reacts to certain situations. And I may find out holes in the pattern recognition that I can exploit later. Um, so uh, I could also just take the model and start using it myself over at, uh, at a competitor for whatever, kind of a corporate espionage type thing. So yeah, data theft, model theft. Those are two big things that are uh, commonly not protected in a typical environment that has the same focus as, say, application development, our traditional way of, of building software. Here's another thing. If I can actually get in and steal your model, I probably can get in again. If I can get in again, what if I took that model from you and I trained it with some other data and then went back in and substituted that for your trained model and let you take it out into your security? Secure production environment, uh, you know, passing all of the checkpoints and and bypassing all the security uh, steps to protect that. I'll let you go ahead and infect yourself with that. So that that's called model hijacking. If I could do a model hijacking, maybe I insert something that says, if I order a AAA battery and a snorkel, I get the ninety nine point nine percent customer customer loyalty discount, and then I go on to a website that's selling commercial jets and get one for like 58 bucks, right? That would be a nefarious outcome. This is, <laughs> Not this if you're is, the one getting the airplane, Mark. Yeah, yeah, do, yeah, don't look at my garage. That Learjet, <laughs> that's a friend of mine's. I'm just borrowing yeah. it.